0: Welcome to the Amkiss podcast brought to you by the Bonjour Agency. This is the podcast to find out more about the people behind AMKIS as we hear from member schools and the Amkiss board. And in this episode, we're hearing from Lizzie Gardner from Parrot Hill School. Lizzie is the school's Director of Marketing and Communications and joined Amkiss five years ago. We're about to discover what Lizzie was doing before working at Parrot Hill, how the pandemic has changed school admissions, marketing and communications, and how change affects how you talk about how you market your school. But naturally, we also hear how Lizzie feels about the annual conference in May and why she's looking forward to it. So let's not waste any more time, but let's jump into this episode right now with Lizzie Gardner. Lizzie, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Simon. Absolute pleasure to be here. It's a great way to start a a Tuesday morning, so thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's great that you're here. Tell me how your day is looking, how a typical Tuesday looks for you when you're there in school.
1: Well, there's no typical day as such. Usually, first thing, I'll put up our morning social media post and then, depending on what's happening in the day, this morning we've got house poetry rehearsals, we've got a house poetry competition coming up on friday so mm-hmm. all of the children in years one to eight are busy in their four houses uh, practicing for that which is always great fun
0: are they practicing well is it going well
1: as far as i know i haven't heard so far but yes it, it's usually great fun we have individual we have children in years one and two do a, a recited poem year three and four year five and six and years seven and eight um, and then the children come together for house rehearsals as well
0: Awesome. OK, sounds like a fun day in that case. Well, But I really appreciate you being here. It's going to be great to get your understanding of, of Amkiss and to find out more about your school as well. Have you ever been on a podcast before?
1: I've never done a podcast, actually. I have done live television in my previous role as a journalist. I keep telling my children about that. And they, I used to go on BBC Breakfast now and again. Oh, wow. I have to wow. wake up at five o'clock in the morning, head over there, which was quite fun. My children can't believe it. What? You were on the red sofa.
0: So what was that like then working with BBC and doing live TV of of all things?
1: Actually, I found live TV was always easier than pre-record because with pre-record, you can sort of, you know that if you make a mistake or something, you can repeat it. And it almost makes you make more mistakes, whereas live TV, you just have to get going. But it was always quite nerve wracking, Mm, mm. you know, talking about different things each time some of which you you know knew lots about and, and other areas you didn't know quite as much about. And you have no idea what they're going to ask you.
0: So that must have been really quite hairy at times. I'm just sort of, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I probably shouldn't say this, but but as soon as you talk about this, I'm imagining Bridget Jones. And I'm sure that you weren't <laughs> uh, the clumsy kind of Bridget Jones. <laughs> but but that, that, that's pretty much the only insight that I have into live TV. Well, a bit like that. Uh, what's it really well, like? Funny though?
1: you should say that sounds a bit hairy, because actually one of the stories I had to go on and talk about was about bald men. You know, as if I was an authority on all bald men. And there was a, a recent report out. So it was, it was quite fun. I mean, yeah, it was, it was always a lot of fun. And the presenters are always lovely. And you meet really interesting people doing things like that as well, because you meet the people that are there to talk about the stories before and afterwards. You know, when there's a really serious story going on and they sort of look at you like you're here to talk about bald men. But it was great fun. Great fun. This is my first time working in a school, actually. I've been at Parrot Hill for five years now. And prior mm-hmm. to that, I was a magazine journalist in London. My post just before leaving London was the entertainment director at Cosmopolitan magazine. So my job was to fly around the world interviewing celebrities for the cover, which was brilliant, you know, great fun and you know, all of my friends were like, wow, you've got the best job. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. My husband has always worked in schools. My husband has always been a teacher. So when we were in London, he was head of languages at Marylebone School. And I just felt... Always, I was always slightly jealous of his job. Every day was different. You know, every day was inspiring. He absolutely loved it. Um, and I, I was always a bit jealous of the job satisfaction that he had from working in a school. So we had we have three young children. We had two of the three of them in, in London and we decided we're both from Cornwall originally. So we decided to sort of stick a pin in a map halfway between London and Cornwall. And we ended up in South Somerset. And my original plan was to go into uh, being an English teacher. I was at university at Cardiff University studying English literature and in my first Easter break in the first year I had a work, one month work experience on Elle magazine and at the, end of it, okay. at the end of it they asked me to if I'd like to stay. So I just quit, quit mm-hmm. university, moved to London, went to the bank, got a massive bank loan, didn't tell my parents for two or three years that I was no longer at Cardiff <laughs> University because I knew they would have killed me and I thought look I'm 19 years old and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> And, mm. you know, and then it, it it all worked out brilliantly, thankfully. So then one day, mm. you know, when, when I, you know, had a secure job and everything, I finally told them.
0: Wow. And how did they react when you told them? I, I guess by that time they were maybe a little bit more OK about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, yes, I think they sort of realised, I mean, that, that that was something I really wanted to do. And I'd sort of gone and done it. So you know, it was a bit late for them to say anything about it. But I do remember walking down the street and walking down Shaftesbury Avenue in London on the phone to my dad saying, yes, dad, lectures are going really, really well. Yeah, Cardiff's a bit rainy today. <laughs> but there you go so then you know and, and then we used to do we used to do these cosmo careers masterclasses where we would travel around universities and I was h- always held up as you know the person look you don't have to have a degree to do your job this that and the other and then of course leaving London and deciding right I want to go and be a teacher you know you obviously do need to have a degree for that which I didn't finish so it sort mm. of kicked me in the foot a bit so I was in the process of finishing my degree with the open university when the you know this job at Perrot Hill so I'm director of marketing and communications here this job came up I phoned Mm -hmm. my old editor at Cosmo and I said look I've never done marketing before you know what Mm -hmm. what do you think and she said look everything that you do as a journalist is a form of marketing you know it's about understanding your audience Mm. you know understanding what they need what they want and and delivering that and that's what you've always done so this you've got so many transferable skills I've certainly found that to be Mm -hmm. the case and I absolutely love it love working in a school it's everything you know it's as crazy as I knew it would be yeah, really really love it and have loads of job satisfaction.
0: It's interesting when you're talking about your husband about how, you know, the level of job satisfaction that he had and the level of job satisfaction that you've now got and quite often people talk about success in financial terms of course, but you know, we we often overlook just the simple job satisfaction side of things and if we if we have good and high levels of job satisfaction then ultimately we're going to be more happy in life, therefore more successful in life as well.
1: Definitely. And you know, working around children is just the best. They just bring new energy every single day. You never know. We, we laugh because mm. when we have prospective parents come and look around the school, you know, we, we do regularly stop any child in the school and ask them, you know, what's your favourite thing about school? You know, what are your favourite lessons? And you never know what they're going to say. They're not primed. You know, quite often <laughs> they say biscuits is the best thing about coming to school because they yeah, get a biscuit yeah. at break time. Mm. And it's just brilliant. It's that unedited joy and zest for life that I think children have that you know not all adults have in the same way
0: so tell us something about Parrot Hill it's co-ed and it's prep school it is Uh, so you go 3 to 13 or 3 to eleven. Three to
1: 13 it's a small country prep school in the most beautiful location I mean I'm looking out of the window now and I'm looking over the rolling Somerset and Dorset Hills not too long ago we had a calf born out we're surrounded by farmland as well and the children all came running because there was a calf being born in one of the fields beyond Mm -hmm. our our perimeter yeah you know Mm -hmm. we we pride ourselves on um, high academic standards and excellent pastoral care but also on offering you know all those little extras so our extra Curricular clubs include things like beekeeping pinhole photography yoga mm. and, then, and then there's always lots of things going on in music arts boarding so we very much mm. like to think that you know there's something for everyone here and the children are genuinely really happy there's a sense I think that they stay younger for longer uh, but you know at the same time when they get to year eight and they're at the top of the school they're very much ready and prepared to go on to their senior schools. So, you know, the boiler suits and wellies are a firm part of the uniform. And the children are, you know, as I said earlier about asking children questions when we go around, we were showing some parents around just last week and one of the boys in year six said that he loved that his brother, who has gone on to to Radley now, was when he was in year eight here, he was six foot three, six foot four, I think. And, you know, he was still running around, having a great time you know you, you just really do have that sense that there's a, there's a freedom mm. here that, that that's really special that's really unique
0: tell me a bit about your amkiss connection i mean how long have you been a member with amkis for so
1: i joined amkis as soon as i started this job which was about five five and a half years ago now and i went to the first couple of conferences which i just found invaluable obviously they haven't been the in-person ones for the last couple of years but absolutely brilliant and one of the things that i really love is you know on the facebook page the groups the support network that there is that's one thing mm. that i've found working in marketing and admissions in the independent sector is there is such a big support network. Of people who are dealing with the same things. Last year, I ran a hosted a webinar for amkis and IAPS on recruitment and retention in independent schools, in prep schools. And afterwards, so many people got in touch to, you know, say they, that, you know, they'd been through similar things. They were looking at similar issues. You know, we've we've all got our own challenges, and it's really, really nice, and I think really important to share share what you know, to learn from others, especially because, you know, I'm the only person here doing the marketing. We have a a registrar and assistant admissions assistant as well but i'm the only person here doing the marketing so quite often it's nice to have that sort of a bit more of a creative soundboard and people who are going through the same things
0: sometimes people feel like they shouldn't be giving away stuff like freely you know about tips on 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 recruitment and retention and things like that what what's your view as to you know whether or not you should be sharing information like that with other people who could be your competitors yeah
1: i mean i've never been a hide your homework kind of person you know i I very much believe in in being open and in sharing things and you know we, we did exactly that we had one of the things I talked about in the webinar that I hosted last year was about this you know challenge that we had because we are very close to a, an excellent grammar school and we found that we were losing people at 11 plus and we wanted to obviously keep them up to mm. 13 so we we put together a, a brochure explaining what upper prep years 7 and 8 here at Perrott Hill offered your child and all the benefits of staying for that period and lots of other people got in touch then they were experiencing the same thing and would would we mind sharing sharing our brochure and you know our attitude was we wouldn't mind sharing that at all because you know no one just because you can see what other people are doing no one's able to copy it exactly because all schools are different yeah so so I'm I'm a big believer in sharing sharing ideas you know sharing successes sharing failures because things go wrong all the time as well
0: that recruitment and retention webinar that's still available on the amkis website so we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well tell me a little bit about the annual conference then because it's coming up in may tell me a couple of the things you're looking forward to at the annual conference
1: I haven't I haven't actually seen yet sorry because I only ever work about a week in advance. <laughs> so I haven't actually seen yet who's on the I think we all know uh, that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> a week is being generous actually maybe an hour. But you know generally speaking I tend to really enjoy hearing from other people who do This job in schools, you know, it's it's always very good to listen to external agencies, external people as well. But actually, for me, I find that it's quite good hearing from people and talking to people who do marketing and admissions in 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 independent schools because the, the you know there are so many limitations you've got budget limitations you've got resource limitations so you know it's all very well having loads and loads of great ideas but you you can't do all of the different things that you want to do because of the limitations you're under so it's quite good hearing from people who face those same challenges
0: will you be going there on the sunday or the monday
1: uh possibly both i'm not sure yet
0: and that's depending on, what, family commitments or, or things like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Just depending on, you know, what's going on at that time.
0: OK, so tell me a couple of the other things that you're looking forward to then about the conference. I mean, you mentioned about, you know, connecting with other people that do a similar role to you. You also mentioned about some of the external exhibitors who are there speaking as external guests. How do you find that relationship that you have with those external companies
1: it's brilliant first of all it's great to go there to uh, chat to other people not just when you're hearing from people when people are presenting to you but also in the uh, breaks in between when you're standing around chatting to people and getting to know people Mm. but also um, you know hearing from people you know when I said before it's really great to hear from people that do your exact job it's also really great to hear about people that have a fresh take on things that sort of perhaps look Mm. at more than just your school they look at the the whole sector, which no one that works in an independent, you know, I can't look at the whole sector because I only have my experience that I have in front of me. Whereas when you get lots of external agencies, they do have that broader experience. And that brings something else Mm. to what you're trying to do.
0: Okay. So what would you advise to someone who's maybe never been to the conference before? Maybe 2022 is the first time that they're coming along to the event. How could someone get the most from it having never been before?
1: I I think just coming along with, with an open mind. If there are People, you know, you always get the opportunity to chat to the people that are presenting. So if you look at the lineup beforehand, and if you have any questions, write them down, and and really mm-hmm. just come along with a with an open mind. Come along ready to chat to other people. It can be quite daunting, mm-hmm. I think, when you're. I mean, I remember the first year I started here in a January, and I think. I think it was the February, the first year, that, which was 2017, the first year that I mm-hmm. went to it. And it's quite daunting going along to a room full of people and it can feel as though everybody knows each other, you know, mm. and everybody has already done this. And so it can, it can often be quite daunting. So I would say, you know, you can always ask ask AMKIS for, for contacts of any people that are coming from, from your area in advance so then they could perhaps put you in touch with somebody that's going. And and, mm-hmm. and don't be daunted, really it is daunting. Mm. Um, so that's easier said than done. But 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 by the end of it, you come away having, you know, m- making contacts, you then have uh, people on the end of an email or on the end of the phone, if you're struggling with something. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely a, a brilliant, brilliant conference.
0: That's a great idea. I, lo- I love that idea of like pairing up with someone else who's going to be going along and then maybe connecting with them before going along. So that then when you meet up with each other, it's like you're almost friends already. Exactly.
1: And I think it sort of takes that that pressure away. That certainly would have helped. I went along on my own. And I think doing that would have helped me that first time very much.
0: Okay, let's jump back into school life for a moment. I'd love to understand about some of the changes that have come around at Parrot Hill because of the pandemic. We know that there have been changes in school admissions and marketing and communications over the last two years. But which of these changes do you think might be sticking around for the longer term after the pandemic is hopefully well and truly behind yeah. us at some Fingers stage
1: crossed for that moment yes well we uh, started virtual tours like many other schools and we decided actually that what we've kept virtual tours we've kept a virtual open morning rather so our virtual tour we mm. haven't made it publicly available on our website which I know lots of schools have simply because we want we've we've turned it into a package which is a virtual open morning and we run this a week after our normal in-person Open morning every term, so our virtual open morning runs three times a year, and it's really catered towards the international market. One of the challenges we've got at the moment is we want to we want to break into the international market in in a in a, in a small way, but in in a really good way. We would welcome the diversity here so having that virtual open morning is is really good for international agents but also then because we've got it there anyway if there is somebody that's from further afield they can't make it down for our in-person open morning they can come along to that one as well what we've found is it's, it mm. doesn't really um it's almost like an extra step in the admissions process it hasn't really replaced people coming to visit but it, it, it sort of is an extra step if people are looking at maybe i don't know seven or eight different schools they might attend virtual things to whittle it down to maybe three or four mm. to attend in person another thing that we are continuing with so during covid we had a drive-through drop-off and tick-off system and we've actually decided the drive-through drop-off in the morning has been so successful that we are trialing at the moment keeping that going forwards because actually When particularly at the younger end of the school with the little ones, the parents could just drive through and they drop them off. We've got quite a streamlined system for this. And it means that the children get into the classroom really quickly, really easily. They're settled down and ready to learn much earlier than they are when you've got different people being dropped off at different times. You know, some children find it harder to settle in the morning. So now that the children are completely, you know, relaxed at doing this drive through, we're keeping that for the morning. So I'll update mm. you. I'll let you know, you know, this we're trialling it for this term and possibly next term with a with a decision at the end of the year. And we, we, we've reverted to parents parking up and coming in at the end of the day because I think, you know, part of what parents have really, really missed is that face-to-face contact and knowing what's mm. going on in school. You know, we've got, you know, coming up to half the school have joined since the beginning of COVID. So you've got lots and lots of families mm. that don't know the ins and outs of the school and it's easy to forget that when you're on Mm. the inside so we're trying to build back up Mm. to you know having lots of events welcoming parents in Uh, but the drive through drop-off in the morning is is something that we hope will stay another thing a third thing that we was a real success of ours i think over the period of remote learning was our music provision so we we've We filmed, basically, we we did lots of filming. Our director of music, Mr. Shortman, is absolutely out of this world. And we filmed lots of concerts. So for the first time ever, all the children from nursery up to year eight could take part in the same thing. So we did a virtual carol. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did a virtual carol service in December 2020, which was then uh, went out to lots of local care homes across Somerset, Dorset and Devon, uh, which was a really joyous occasion. But because all the children could be filmed separately... But they all took part in it and everyone then watched it at home. It sort of brought the whole school together in a way that we hadn't really done before. So the um, so that's something we're looking at keeping as well. You know, this sense of from three to 13, everyone being one, you know, one production rather than it being prep and pre-prep.
0: No, I love this. That all sounds fantastic. Okay, and Lizzie, tell me one thing finally that you love about your job.
1: Oh, gosh, every day is totally, totally different. You, I sit, uh, where I sit is just overlooking the, uh, the front terrace where the children have their break time. And every day somebody knocks on the window and then hides. It's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Um, I've, I've even invested in a, a monkey mask now. We've got loads of animal masks in the, in the thingy. We've got a, an elephant one, a monkey one. And so every so often at break time, mm-hmm. I'll just pop one on and be working at my computer and they just find it hilarious. Brilliant. You know, it's little moments Fantastic. like that you think oh yeah children are brilliant
0: i think you need to bring the monkey mask along to the (laughs) conference do
1: you think okay yeah you'll spot me i'll be the one in the monkey mask
0: (laughs) okay excellent well lizzie we need to bring this to a close now but thank you so much for uh, opening up your world at parrot hill school to us all and for giving your insight into what life is like at the amkis conference really appreciate your time thank you
1: absolute pleasure
0: So that was Lizzie Gardner, Director of Marketing and Communications at Parrot Hill School. Thank you, Lizzie, for talking to us today. Really good to talk to you about Amkiss and your role at school. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Bonjour Agency. We provide podcasts for school marketing. That means your school could have its own podcast as a way of communicating with your school community. People like current parents, pupils, staff, prospective parents, of course, and your alumni network. Deeper connections ultimately lead to more prospective parents, and that's never a bad thing. To find out more, just visit thebonjouragency.com or you can ask Tori and I'm sure that she'll put you in touch with me. But that's enough about us. Thank you for listening to this episode. The next one's going to be out soon. So make sure you follow or subscribe so you don't miss out. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.